Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. With my man Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman, together on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also your smart speaker. They'll play ESPN Radio. New faces and new places when it comes to Alabama football. And Kalen DeBoer taking over Nick Saban. And also Gerard Mayo taking over Bill Belichick after Belichick had been there for 24 years. Can't wait to talk about which coach may be in the best position to have any kind of success when it comes to winning a championship that comes with in a couple of minutes. What's so funny, Harry? Can I tell y'all about my daughter, man? My daughter Please Harrison go. is something else. Okay. Right? So she's a 1,000% daddy's girl. Both of my kids are, but she is extreme with right. being a daddy's girl. Uh-huh. And um, what she do now? Me, me, me and my wife, we're supposed to have our date night tonight to, to the movies, right? So, uh-huh. hey, we're in there talking about the movies during the break. And Harrison was like, oh, yeah, what, what, what are we going to see? I said, like, you ain't going to see nothing. <laughs> I said, this is me and mama. She said, daddy, it, we supposed to have daddy-daughter date. I said, yeah, that's Saturday. That's tomorrow. Uh-huh. She said, you had all your date time with mommy before I was born. <laughs> this is my time now. I said, wow. girl, you don't get your little tail up out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know my wow. wife just rolled my wife just rolled eyes. Oh, but, but <laughs> she's better than me. I just erupted hearing that whole thing. I guess that's not my myself, kid. You had all your your date time with mommy before I was born. It's my time Harry's now. Like, Harry's like, take your little rug rat behind out of here. Like this girl, get your little tail up out of here. <laughs> it's only the beginning because you know at a certain point. Harrison and your wife, it's going to be a tale of the lioness versus know. the lioness. And believe me, hey, what that's you going mean? To be, that's going Hell, to be, it already is. Harry, wait till, wait till she realizes <laughs> what she's doing, meaning Harrison. And it's going to be a battle royal for about this. is going to be that one year stretch where every day they're going to be fighting. So last <laughs> night, Freddie, I, I, probably, I think I walked in the house at 11.50 p.m. Yeah. So both of my kids told my wife, mm-hmm. do not. Put them in their bed. They fell asleep on the couch. Do not put them in their bed right. because they wanted daddy. When daddy came home uh-huh. to pick them up off the couch and put them in their bed. So she left them there. I came in the house. They right there. They When I woke them up to put them in the bed, they looked at me like, okay, <laughs> it's daddy. Oh, and, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, they are trill. They some daddy kids. So now. it's no wonder that when your wife gets a like a day off from them, that she's like, well, I'm, "Oh, she's I'm, oh, yeah. she's celebrating." Yeah, that's right. She's like, "Y'all love daddy more than me, anyway." So get out. She's, she's celebrating. Wow. <laughs> she's celebrating. Yeah, but believe me, Harrison, wait till she realizes what she's doing. Right now, she's just spitting it out of her mouth because she's a child. <laughs> wait until she realizes how to manipulate as a teenager too. It is going to be the longest year of your life. The minute this, she turns thirteen, this girl said, "You have had all your date time with mommy before I was born. It's my time now." You know, the funny part about this, there was no denial from you and Mrs. Douglas. We there just, was no denial because, bro, some of the things she say is so—it's like funny. Like we just look at each other, like, 
<laughs> whose child is this? Yours. <laughs> Ours. <laughs> She's a female you. She That's is. whose child is this. She really oh, is. Oh, my goodness. We love stuff like that. But we also love the fact that when you get a chance to chime in, you always got a good story to tell, especially when you answer this question. What was the coldest game you ever played in or attended? My man Harry Douglas played in a football game against Kansas City in which the temperature at during the game was minus 19. Tomorrow when they play the Miami Dolphins, Kansas City taking on Miami, 8 o'clock Eastern time at Peacock. Game time temperature minus 7, wind chill factor minus 27. So what is the coldest game you ever played in or attended? We can't wait to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Sean in Alaska, this ought to be good. Sean, what you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah, born and raised in Alaska. I grew up playing hockey at 20 below weekly, yearly. It was a standard, and it was cold. Sean, Sean, are you still there? Yep, I'm here. Sean, man, what part of Alaska do you live in? I go to Sitka, Alaska every June to deep sea fish. Yeah, I'm from Fairbanks, so we're in the interior of the state. So it's the coldest spot in the state. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Sean, Mm I'm going to pray for you, too. People who live in Alaska, they always, always have my respect. Because there are plenty of people who are born in Alaska that will stay there. They won't leave, even with those temperatures. Me, if I, if I was born in Alaska, the minute I would have gotten 18, out, gone. See you. Well, the family that we, the lodge that we stay at, the yeah. family that, that lives there, mm-hmm. when it gets to wintertime, mm-hmm. they, they go and live in Arizona. I don't blame them. <laughs> they go live in Arizona. They are literally snowbirds, aren't they? Yep. They're literally snowbirds. Terrence in Georgia, what is the coldest game you ever played in or attended, my brother? Long time no here. Terrence, how you doing, man? Indeed, brother. Good to talk to you again, man. Enjoy the show, man. Y'all get me home every night. Appreciate hey. that. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. And, Harry, by the way, man, whenever you fly Canty down to Atlanta to kick it with you, man, you had me a lemon pepper wing. <laughs> you you know where we going to get them lemon pepper lose from? <laughs> listen here, listen here. Hey, real quick, guys. I have two stories that I told the producer when I called in. The first one, I was not playing, but I was on an internship at the University of Northern Iowa back in the Ooh. early nineties, and it was hilarious because they have a bubble dome, yes, and so we're inside, and the announcer says, you know, outside it is. Uh, a paltry, you know, seven degrees with a wind chill factor of negative 17 where skin freezes on contact. But inside, it's a nice, comfortable 72 degrees. He, he, he said, there's two seasons in Iowa, winter and road construction. I said, my God. <laughs> i never heard that before. That's he said, my God. <laughs> What's the second one, Terrence? <laughs> so this is my, my, my junior year in high school. Uh, played quarterback here down in Georgia. It's the last regular season game, and it is – Right at 17 degrees, it's cold, it's raining. Uh, happened to be a good night for me, scored seven touchdowns, but it was that touchdown right before halftime where I landed in a puddle that nobody saw. Mm. And I was wet and cold for the rest of the night. It was miserable. What high school did you go to in Georgia? I went to Evans High School just outside of Augusta. Augusta, so oh yeah, absolutely. I, so, I pl- so what year were you at Evans High School? I graduated in 91, so this would have oh, okay. been the 89 season. Okay. So my first two years in high school, my ninth yeah. and tenth grade year, we were in the same region with Evans. Oh yeah, they got high some, school. They got some good football. Burke High School, oh, yes, Hepzibah, Martinez, that whole area around there. Yeah, yep. they, they got some good football. So where'd you, where'd you play, Harry? I play. I went to Jonesboro High School in Clayton County, on the south side. Absolutely. Of Atlanta. Yep, yep, yep. 
Man, look yeah, at that, that. That was after my time, but I definitely remember that that, that time because I still go to games periodically, man. But it, yeah, that was a, that was a rough night there. Man, that's nice. I love when we have like high school yearbook here. <laughs> like seriously, when people we, people take us back and take us behind the curtain where they're from, and we have that affinity because I have family that lives not too far from Augusta, Georgia, so I know how good the football is when they split that state where you got on the South Carolina side, where you got where you, between Aiken County, Barnwell County, and then on the other side where you got Augusta County and Burke County. Man, they had some really good football in that area. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. Coldest game you ever played in or attended? We want to hear from you right now on Freddie and Harry on Love Friday on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Big Al in South Dakota, speak on it. Hey guys, thanks for taking Well, um, so uh, the coldest game I've ever, I didn't play. It was me, my boy, Triz, C-Mac, Blake, and Kevin. We went to the Vikings-Seahawks game um, in 2016 oh. where we had that a uh, couple years at TCS. I think and mean- Blair Walsh missed Blair Walsh missed that field goal. Yeah. And it was windshield minus 25. And I kid you not, we put our beers out for maybe 10 minutes, and they were pretty pretty frozen. So that was probably the coldest game I've ever witnessed in person. I remember watching that football game on TV, and the legendary Hall of Fame coach Bud Grant, they had him as an honorary member to walk out for the coin toss, and he led the Minnesota Vikings to four Super Bowls. And he walked out there, Harry, he had no sleeves on. <laughs> just a hat walked out there like it was a hundred degrees and, and my wife goes is he crazy i said no he's just from minnesota <laughs> that, that minnesota weather is a different mm-hmm. it's different as well that scandinavian weather minnesota Ugh. wisconsin that whole what they call upper region the upper peninsula up there mm-hmm. that's not for that's not for faint of heart living in that area no doubt about that bristol in virginia what was the coldest game you ever played in or attended my friend Brothers, 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 man. We, so I went to Hampton University. I'm a proud alumnus. In 2005, we hosted our first Division One playoff game we've ever hosted. Been in the playoffs a thousand times. I had to go to this game. Y'all were broadcast. ESPN was broadcast. It was the only game on TV. Okay. It was five degrees below zero the Ooh. day after Thanksgiving. Look, <laughs> we were playing the University of Richmond on the home side. Mm-hmm. It was me, about 10 of my frat brothers, two boosters, and the band. <laughs> On the visitor side, we had more visiting fans there than we had home fans. It was, so, I ain't never been so cold in my life, and I used to live in Boston. It was, <laughs> bro, I had on four pairs of socks. I had a pair of boots on. Uh-huh. I had thermals. I had jeans. I had two T-shirts, a hoodie. I had earmuffs, a hood. A baseball cap and one of them big triple fat goose joints on, and I had to, I had the uh, coffee, well Kentucky coffee because I spiked it with bourbon, and I mean, and I was still freezing. And then on top of that, we were up at half. We were the number one team in the country at that time. Uh huh. Seven of them guys ended up signing NFL contracts, and we lost a damn game. Wow! 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 Man, you, you got to put some of them little heat warmers. You got to throw them things inside some of them layers. We did game day at Michigan. I had them things, that, that heat warm inside my gonads. I'm going to be warm. Uh, I, I, no, no, no shame in being warm, right? No, I'm going to be warm. 
Good Lord. Uh, right on the gonads. Uh-huh. I'm going to be warm. Uh, uh, we get it. And we know what else is going to be warm, too. Keep weighing it. <laughs> you can do that on Twitter. Coldest game you ever played in or attended. Let us know. We're getting a lot of great tweets from you at Coleman ESPN. That's my handle. Harry's handle at HDouglas83. We can't wait to see what was trying to be kept warm on the coldest game you ever attended or had a chance to play in 888-729-3776 and on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. We go from trying to keep you warm to make sure your pockets are warm with money, courtesy of... Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby! Give me everything you got! With Freddie and Harry. And it's all designed in this Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL that if you pay attention to us and make a wager or two, oh, you're going to have some more money by the time Tuesday rolls around. We got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and one game on Monday. Part of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We start the first game to kick everything off. Browns at Texans. Browns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, Harry, in this game. They've been the hot team that a lot of people talk about thinking maybe this could be the year for the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. A great story. Not a lot of people thought they would win four or five games. They wound up doubling that and winning their division what do you know and what do you need to see I know both of these football teams when you look at the Cleveland Browns and what they have not been able to do over the last what 20 25 years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we know they have they have an opportunity to stop the bleeding when you look at the Houston Texans I think they're in the same boat probably not as long as the Cleveland Browns but this the organization was in dysfunction for a while until C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans came. That's what I do know. Both of these organizations have an opportunity to stop the bleeding yeah. and get special things started within their organizations. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, C.J. Stroud didn't play the first time against the Cleveland Browns in a regular season. I want to see how he's going to match up against that defense of the Cleveland Browns. I also want to see how the Houston Texans defense, how they defend Amari Cooper. Because remember, he went for 11 catches – 265 yards and two touchdowns in that matchup. So that's what I want to see. Here's what I know. C.J. Stroud is not going to be afraid of that moment. No matter what Jim Schwartz throws at him, even if he gets the best of him sometimes, C.J. Stroud is going to be all in, which will make it a much tougher game for that Cleveland Browns defense than anybody can anticipate it, no matter how terrific they've been all year. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If that Flacco pixie dust can't continue. Oh, it's been wonderful. He's been able to sprinkle it here and sprinkle it there and sprinkle it over there. And that offense has not looked at all like this until Joe Flacco got in that lineup after mowing the lawn and being on the couch at the Flacco household where he lives. That's what I can't wait to see. If that pixie dust known as Joe Flacco and in success, if that's going to continue. Dolphins at Chiefs. Frigid. That's what this game is going to be. Minus seven at game time. Win till minus 27. Chiefs are a four point favorite, four and a half point favorite in this one, Harry. What do you know? What do you need to see? Well, I know we have two quarterbacks that in the past have played at a high level. Tua Tungavaloa, we've seen him at times play great football. We also haven't seen him against a quality opponent dominate like we've seen him against lesser opponents. Patrick Mahomes, we know he's one of the guys that's the next one up in the National Football League because of his two Super Bowls, his two MVPs, and three Super Bowl appearances. 
what I want to see in this matchup, which team is going to be committed and dedicated to the run game first. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the team that I believe that's going to win the football game. Because in these conditions, if you think you're just going to drop back and pass the ball 40-plus times, you're sadly mistaken. So who's going to be committed to the run game the most and first, and who's going to have the success when doing so? That's who wins the game. Here's what I know about this game. It's going to be cold as death. <laughs> that's, that's all I need to know. I'm glad that I'm not playing in anything like that or watching it in the stadium. It is going to be cold as death. Good luck to both of these teams and any fan going out there to see that. That's what I know. What do I need to see in a game like this where you know the running game has to help Tua Tungabailoa? How can Tua Tungabailoa help the running game? I want to see if he can do that. Jalen Waddle's not going to be there in Kansas City. He's probably thinking, you know what? We're going to shut down Tyreek Hill. We're going to see if you can run the ball on us. And we've been a very good defense all year long. That's what I can't wait to see. Can Tua Tungabailoa help the running game? Because the running game needs to help him. Steelers at Bills. They're calling for winds up to 55 miles an hour. They say anywhere from a foot to two feet of snow may be on the ground by game time in Buffalo when this game takes place on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. It's going to look like a snow globe surrounding a football game involving this one. With all of that, the Bills are a 9.5-point favorite against Pittsburgh. What do you know, Harry? What do you need to see? I know Mike Tomlin does it over and over and over again. We don't know how, but he knows how. And he hasn't had a losing season in his career. Uh, What I want to see in this matchup, can Alex Highsmith – you know, can other guys on that defensive line and that defensive front pick up the slack because T.J. Watt is not going to be playing? I also want to see Josh Allen, if, if he's going to be able to throttle the Pittsburgh Steelers when he has an opportunity to. Yeah. Because what I've seen from him this season is let lesser opponents stay in ball games and those opponents be able to have victories against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Here's what I know. There's going to be a lot of running in this game. Both of these teams are going to run the football. When you have wind gusts up to 55 miles an hour and an inch and a foot or two feet of snow on the ground, <laughs> I know there's going to be a lot of running in this game. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If Josh Allen can make plays for but not against this football team. They've been able to get away and live with when he's had a couple of throws that left you scratching your head. The first half against the Miami Dolphins, two interceptions in the first half. But in the second half, he played mistake-free football. That's what I need to see. What plays can he make for the Buffalo Bills and not make against the Buffalo Bills? Because I believe both of those things are going to happen. NFL questions and answers part of Super Wildcard Weekend that gets started tomorrow in the National Football League. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, we move on to Packers at Cowboys. The Cowboys have not lost a home game all year long, 8-0. As a matter of fact, the last 16 times they played at home, they are 16-0. They are a seven-point favorite Green Bay Packers team that they can't wait to get in there and get after Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott knows. We know about pressure, but... Yeah, I don't know if I've had this much confidence or a greater feel than I have with this offense, with this team, um, with our approach and and how we're going to go and take care of things. All right, Harry, what do you know? What do you need to see? Well, I know the Dallas Cowboys, they have a number two seed. They're 8-0 at home, like you just mentioned. They've been phenomenal. And that offense of the Dallas Cowboys, they've showed up and showed out. They've only punted 17 times in their eight games at home. What I want to see is can Matt LaFleur in the run game of the Green Bay Packers get off? 
Aaron Jones, the last three games, he's rushed for over 100 yards. Why is that valuable? It's because the play action and how good Jordan Love is at the mm-hmm. play action game. Right. So can they expose what a lot of other teams have exposed against the Dallas Cowboys over the last few years, uh, rushing the football in that run deep for the Dallas Cowboys, not able to stop it? So that's what I want to see. Here's what I know. The Cowboys will put up points against a very, very inconsistent and at times bad Green Bay Packers defense. Yeah, they'll do some different things, but this Dallas offense, the play calling by Mike McCarthy has been white hot. That's what I know. The Cowboys will put up some points. What do I need to see? How did the Cowboys handle being the hunted? And a lot of people don't believe they're going to lose this game. People in Green Bay don't believe in it, but a lot of people believe, yep, that, that Cowboys team, they are really, really ready. And that frightens a lot of people, Cowboys haters, who never thought this day would happen this soon with the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I need to see, how they handle being the hunted, a position they've been in, but not like this with the Dallas Cowboys. Rams at Lions. I just get that sense. A lot of people believe that the Lions are going to lose this game. They're a three-point favorite. You got Matthew Stafford coming back to a place that people still wish he was because he's still revered with that Detroit Lions organization and that city, this Lions team. We know they can be good. They did win 12 games. and They were 6-2 and two at home. But many people believe the Rams are coming on strong. Harry, what do you know? What do you need to see? I know Matthew Stafford is coming home, coming <laughs> home. Nice. And I also know that there better not be any Stafford jerseys in the stands, according to some Detroit Lions fans. They're going to be there, by the way. Now, what I want to see in this matchup, I want to see can the offensive line of the Detroit Lions contain Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, and Byron Young. Those three guys have been phenomenal this season under Raheem Morris, who's the defensive coordinator for the Rams. If that offensive line can't control those three, they're not going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, and they won't win this ballgame. Here's what I know. This will look like an arena football league game. This has all the makings of 38-34, 38-31, no matter who wins this game. Both of these defenses, the Lions defense could be better. The Rams defense has been better, but both of these offenses can play. I'm expecting an up-and-down game. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If Jared Goff can outplay Matthew Stafford, if the Rams take away his running game. There are two quarterbacks in the playoffs this year that when the running game is taken away, I don't believe they're good enough to overcome it. Tua Tungabailoa is one in Miami, and Jared Goff is the other with the Detroit Lions. He bet I'll play Matthew Stafford, or we're going to see a lot more Matthew Stafford jerseys at the end of this game than we see the beginning of the game for the Rams taking on the Lions. Eagles and Buccaneers. Oh, what Philadelphia Eagles team we're going to see. They're a three-point favorite, according to some books. Tampa Bay won their division, but Baker Mayfield says, why are you guys surprised that we're here? From the first time I got here, just seeing the pieces that we had, if we could put it all together, um, you're looking at it and saying, all right, we have the pieces we need. Now, if we can put it together and string a few games together, then, then we'll see where it goes. And so we started fast, had that midseason lull, but then backs against the wall. This is the, you know, got back to the, the same form we were preseason. Everybody counting us out and just leaning on each other, counting on each other. And um, that's where we've been so far in the end of the year. And so right now is no time to change your mindset. It's We've been in this one game at a time mentality for a while now, and now it's real. It's, it's win or go home. That game at 8.15 Eastern time on Monday on ESPN and ABC. What do you know, Harry? What do you want to see? Well, we know the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a broken wing right now. The last six games, they've lost five of those games. They aren't on good terms across the board within the organization, mm-hmm. limping into the playoffs. You got guys injured. You just got a whole lot of nonsense going on. Uh, what I want to see in this matchup, though, I want to see Jalen Hurts in that offense led by Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator. Do they have a plan versus the blitz? Yeah, That's been one of the hiccups for this Philadelphia Eagles football team. I also want to see... 
that Philadelphia secondary, how they're going to fare up against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. That's what I want to see. Here's what I know. This Eagles team is limping in mentally and physically. Not just all the injuries, but I also think that mental manhood has been taken away by the San Francisco 49ers when they got beaten up that day in Philadelphia, and they have not recovered from that. Even when they won a couple of games against the Giants, that was a slugfest they had to win late in that ball game. That's what I know. They are a mentally and physically fragile team right now. What do I need to see? If they can find a way to find that pride back. They've talked a good game. The right Reverend Jalen Hurts says we're going to be fine. We'll see, especially with their season on the line. And if they look really bad and lose that football game, who knows? They may have a coaching change when it's all said and done. That's what I want to see. If that Eagle pride can find his way back, like I saw last year when they got to the Super Bowl and this year when they started 10-1, but everything fell apart after the way they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. When it comes to the Cowboys and Eagles, no one thought we'd be in this position with the Cowboys the second seed and NFC East champions and Eagles limping into the playoffs even as a fourth, as a fifth seed. Which team can ill afford to lose their playoff game this weekend, part of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL? We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Super Wild Card Weekend on ESPN Radio. The news, analysis, predictions, and reaction from every game. It's the Jets. He's gone. Super Wild Card Weekend. We came here to do a job. The playoffs have arrived. Continuing coverage right here on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Harry Douglas and Freddie together on the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from our picks to click for NFL Playoff Weekend. We finished second in the regular season. But now everybody is 0-0, zero zero, part of the ESPN Radio family, which means we are going to crown a champion our ESPN radio picks to click that comes away in about 10 minutes. And part of Super, Car- Super Wild Card Weekend this week in the NFL, we got two teams that have the spotlight all over them. 
Dallas Cowboys, Harry, about to play the Green Bay Packers. Philadelphia Eagles about to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday. In your opinion, which of those two can ill afford to lose between the Cowboys and the Eagles and why? You know what? Before I do that, Freddie, I have my baby girl Harrison right here. Harrison, I'm going to ask you, who is going to win the football game this weekend? Is it the Cowboys or the Eagles? Eagles. Up, oh, baby oh, girl said, said the Eagles. Eagles. She said the Eagles. So that's going to play right into what I'm about to say. So okay. I think the Dallas Cowboys could ill afford to lose this game this weekend. Number one, Freddie, they got the number two seat for a reason. Okay, uh, They're guaranteed if they continue winning two home games. Right. And in the home games this year with Dallas Cowboys, they're eight and no. Their offense has been phenomenal. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know what defense – you're going to get from the Green Bay Packers. So sure. with the way the Green Bay Packers defense have, has been non-existent at times this season, mm-hmm. I believe Dak Prescott should have a phenomenal game. Also, if the defense is able to make Jordan Love, I feel like, one-dimensional right. and stop the run, I think that's a better chance for Green Bay mm-hmm. to not win this football game and for the Dallas Cowboys to win the football game. Okay, on the count of three, one, two, three, boo! <laughs> to me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and you make compelling points to the Cowboys. I'm not going to say you're wrong when it comes to that because many people believe with that Bill Belichick guy out there, now that Gerard Mayo is taking over for him, that you know you got two owners that are not above pulling the trigger on if this is not working out and now yep. that guy is out there and Bill Belichick where you believe that you don't have the right coach, maybe the right coach is out there and Bill Belichick gets a chance with a ready-made team, whether it's in Philadelphia or when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But if you're a Philadelphia Eagles team, that for the last year and a half was maybe the most mentally tough team and a team whose physicality was always able to impose its will with the exception of the Super Bowl versus Kansas City, where Patrick Mahomes on one leg was able to find a way to gravitate, have everybody gravitate towards him and rise up and win that football game. You went from a 10-1 football team, but people had questions about, man, you're barely winning these games. And I raised my hand and said, mentally tough teams find a way to win that game. And they find a way to win those games. Well, they have not been a mentally tough team. They've been a fragile team. I know the right Reverend Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Church of, of Christ and the Eagles. He's trying to <laughs> cure everybody's uh, and allay everybody's fears by saying, we're going to be fine Monday versus Tampa Bay. you feel like you'll be able to practice today like normal? Or... Want to see. Have you attempted to try and throw? I have not. I have not. Um, obviously, uh, leaving that game um, and attempting to go back in that game probably wasn't physically the best idea. Um, not having much control over the things that I wanted to do. But um, time time will tell with that, and I can assure you everything's progressing in the right way. That doesn't sound like a confident progression mm-hmm. when it comes to Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm confident we're progressing as he was crossing his fingers behind his Also back. a little small shot at Nick Sirianni for putting him back out there, too. Oh, that's another whole deal. Whatever has gone on with this disconnect, with the Philadelphia Eagles, you don't automatically fix that in a seven-day span after what happened against the New York Giants. I'll be completely honest. I'm watching that game driving back to South Carolina on Sunday ticket on YouTube. They look like they quit on each other. They look like they didn't want to be there in that football game. It's like they said to themselves, can we just get to the playoffs and end this season? That's what it felt like, and that's what it looked like for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I never thought I would see that from that football team led by Nick Sirianni and having the kind of guys and having the kind of men on that team led by Jalen Hurts, Brandon Cox, et cetera. Now, I also will say this, Harry Douglas. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, your favorite in this game, if that doesn't tell you something, then maybe, just maybe, they had a lot more problems 
that are either were on the surface or below the surface that derailed this 10-1 season when it looked like they were going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, when you start a season 10-1 and, and, thing, and, and things just fall off the rails, I want to know internally where did it go wrong because when we had K.J. Wright on the other day and we talked about yep. those Legion of Boom teams that he was on, when things aren't right, within a locker room, you have some some veteran presence that, you know, and you have Kelsey there. You have Fletcher Cox there. So that's that's the part for me that's not registering. Register, registering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However you say it. Hell, I'm trying. <laughs> registering. Uh, yeah, there you, you go. Yeah. But that's the part that's bo- really bothering me, Freddie, because you have veterans across the board. Lane Johnson is a veteran as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So so why are these issues continuous, continuously happening? And then you have a head coach of Nick Sirianni who's going in postgame pressers and, uh, you know, press conferences after practice saying he, he don't know. But you get paid to know you get paid to figure out what's going on with your football team. Absolutely. So I just don't know if they're clicking on any cylinder. And it's evident that they aren't because of the play that they're displaying on the football field on the offensive side and the defensive side. They have not been the same ever since Big Dom went past that sideline and got into a Dre Greenlaw to San Francisco 49ers. And they said, you can't be in the sideline anymore. Maybe that toughness went with him. After what happened, he's supposed to be their security and their protector. He had no business doing that anyway. But it seemed that ever since that 49ers game, they got completely taken apart mentally and physically. And then they got taken apart the next week by the Dallas Cowboys. They found a way to win against the New York Giants, but they had to really survive that game. Then they got out-toughed and out-physical, now coached by the Arizona Cardinals. And then they just flat-out gave it up against the New York Giants. They seem so many years removed, Harry, from a team that started this season 10-1 and and was one of the best teams in football. So if they don't win on Monday, even though they're favored, if they lose that game to a team that they're clearly more talented than, in my opinion, when it comes to Tampa Bay, then what kind of nonsense will be coming out of that organization if that offseason happens a lot sooner than they anticipated or thought was going to be a possibility when they were 10-1? My grandma watched The Young and the Restless. That's one of the soaps, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you know, old people, they, they oh, be yeah. into them soaps. Yes, they do. Well, if they lose this football game and it, and it gets ugly, yeah. we're gonna, we might have a Young and the Restless episode. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. They're already restless in Philadelphia. Youth, old heads, whatever that is. By the way, I got a quick Young and Restless story for you. You know Drusilla that plays yeah. on the show? Mm-hmm. I'm working in Portland, Maine. And I, I didn't watch soap operas. I could care less about that. And our morning show says, hey, Victoria Rowell, who plays Drusilla Young and the Restless, she's going to be stopping by. I'm thinking, why would she be stopping by in Portland, Maine? She's originally from Turner, Maine. So I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. I open the door to let her in, and this beautiful sister's in front of me. And I'm like, oh, my. (laughs) And she goes, I'm Victoria Rowell. I said, you certainly are. (laughs) And she goes, apparently you don't watch Young and the Restless. I said, no, but I will now. (laughs) It is on my radar now. Drusilla was number one on the hit list for Freddie Coleman after that. But she came walking through that door and turned her maid. So whenever I think of Young and the Restless, I always think back to that day in 1989 when I met Victoria Rowell for the first time. I was like, oh, oh my. (laughs) I've become a fan now as far as that goes. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. It's time for us to go against our ESPN radio family in a competitive betting fashion. And in other news, if you're in these teachers' classroom, you better not say these words or else. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here's the Freddie and Harry Love Friday edition. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Each and every week during the regular season, we had a competitive, competitive thing with our ESPN Radio family. The playoffs are here. It's about to get even more competitive. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. We pick all 13 playoff games that get started this weekend, part of NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Everybody is 0-0 zero and zero from Evan, Canty, and Michelle in the morning to even Q Myers and game night at night and everybody in between, including us. Browns at Texans. Browns a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Houston Texans. Harry, start it off. Where do you lie? Listen, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns in this one, that defense, uh, number one in total defense, number one in pass defense, number one in third down defense. Joe Flacco has resurrected. I'm going Cleveland Browns. Devin King, what about you? Because of the defense, Uh like Harry just said, I'm going Browns as well. Okay. Shannon Penn? Give me C.J. Stroud. Keep it going, brother. All right. I'm going to Houston Texans, so we need a tiebreaker. Kevin Winters, our tiebreaker. So we got the Cleveland Browns. Houston Texans, Cleveland Browns a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Two of us are taking the Texans. Two of us are taking the Browns. Kevin Winter, sports center anchor, break the tie. Cleveland. Okay, so the room says Cleveland. So Atta baby, Kev. Atta baby, Kev. We'll go with the Cleveland Browns on that one. We'll see if Kevin, who's usually pretty right, we'll see if he's wrong on this one. Dolphins at Chiefs. Chiefs a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Frigid Bowl Part 1. Game time temperature minus 7. Wind chill minus 27. Chiefs four-and-a-half-point favorite. All these lines from ESPN Bet from yesterday, they've moved since then. Shannon Penn, what do you have to say? Uh, let's go, Chiefs. All right. Devin Kane. I'm not picking a team in from Miami going up to Kansas City to play right. in this weather. I'm Give me the Chiefs. All right. Harry Douglas. Oh, home of the Chiefs. All right, everybody says Chiefs. 4-0. We don't need the tie break when it comes to Kevin Winter, who's picking the Miami Dolphins. Loser. Steelers at Bills. Frigid Bowl Part 2. Game time temperature, about 22. But wind gusts up to 55 miles an hour. There could be a foot or two feet of snow on the ground from Saturday night. But the Bills are a 10-point favorite. Harry Douglas, what you got to say? That is a lot of points for a football game to give a football team. But there's no T.J. Watt. Mm. There's a backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph, even though he's looked better than the starting quarterback. I'm going Buffalo. Okay, Devin Kane, what about you? So it's worth noting that these lines are from yesterday. Yesterday. And it continues to go towards the Steelers because of this weather. Uh Because of that, Uh minus 10, I'm taking the Steelers. I think this is going to be a close game because of the weather. Normally the Buffalo Bills will blow them out, but I don't think they will. All right, Shannon Penn, what about you? 
I like that lumber. That number. I'm agreeing with that. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Did you say you like that lumber? <laughs> Pause, my brother. Yeah, he Whoa. said he, he meant to say something. Else. I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Buffalo Bills. So we need a tiebreaker here. Kevin Winter. Buffalo. Oh, he goes. Right, so Buffalo. The room wins. Buffalo. We take Buffalo to win by more than eight and a half to ten points. Packers at Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys a seven point favorite in this game as the second seed in the NFC. Shannon Penn. What say you? As you try to stop laughing. <laughs> you want me to go first instead? That man said he likes that lumber. <laughs> man, let me say Somebody got to lay the wood. What in the world is going on right now? Man, what are we doing? This conversation went all the way down to the woodshed. No thanks to you, my friend. <laughs> give, me the, look, give me the Packers plus seven. Oh, really? Okay. Devin King, what about you? Give me the boys. All right. How about you, Harry Douglas? Way downtown on a Chattahoochee, I'm putting my cowboy hat on for the boys. Okay, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys win by more than seven, so the room wins that one. Kevin Winter disagrees. He says the Packers will cover. Rams at Lions. Many people believe the Los Angeles Rams are going to win this game. The Detroit Lions are a three-point favorite. I think the Los Angeles Rams, they do win this game. What about you, Harry Douglas? I'm coming home. That's Matthew Stafford. Rams. Okay, Devin King, what about you? Rams. Right, so I guess the room automatically wins, but Shannon Penn. What up, though? <laughs> I think he's afraid to say anything at this yeah, point. Exactly. I don't blame either way the room won three to, I guess the three to zero. Kevin Winter, you say Rams or the Lions. He's saying the Rams as well, so the room definitely won that one. Eagles at Buccaneers. Eagles a three point favorite against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they're limping into the playoffs. All right, mister, what about what up though? Shannon Penn, what you got, my friend? Careful. I know. Oh, man. It's a lot of pressure here. It is. Wow. You're going um, first. There's no pressure. Oh, it's a, it's it's a, a lot, lot of pressure, pressure in the world. It's a Whoa. lot of pressure. We know what happens with pressure. All right. You know what? Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Uh-huh. Finger. Yeah. Whoa. Well, here we go. Already. Ooh. All right. Give me the Eagles, man. Okay. Devin King, what about you? Give me the Bucks. All right. Harry Douglas? I'm firing off the cannon. All right. Boom. Okay. I'm going to say Eagles. So, Kevin Winter, break the tie. Philly, Philly, right. Philly, so, Philly. So the room wins. We take Philly is going to win that one. <laughs> Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, being more than juvenile than usual here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Each and every night, if you missed on anything that could be in the world of sports outside of it, we make sure you are caught up like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. If you're in this teacher's classroom... She has put out a list of 32 words or phrases that you better not use. Now, this teacher, they didn't put a name out there. Probably a good idea. But it's gone viral that if you put these 32 words in her classroom, any one of them, you'll have to write a short essay explaining why you chose to use those words in an academic setting to express yourself. For example, you can't use bruh. You can't use SOB, standing on business. You can't use you ate that up. You can't use that's cap. You can't use on my mama. You can't use Riz. You can't use in the cut with my twin. You can't use just vibe. You can't use on bro, on hood, on the set, period, big dog. Some of the 32 words of sayings that are prohibited in this teacher's classroom. Man, you know how many people I call big dog? I know. <laughs> like, I, I know. I, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand what she's trying to do. Yes. Um, I just think it's a little extensive. Yeah. She says there are many ways to articulate what you need to say without using slang. We get that. <laughs> but certain comments. Yeah, exactly. Bro, have a good weekend, man. We'll do it, definitely do it again after the weekend's over.
Appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. Every <laughs> end comes your way next for Harry Douglas, Devin Kane, and Mr. Woodshed himself, Shannon Penn. This is Freddie and Harry, the body ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.